Welcome to the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast. This is where you get nutrition, health, fitness, performance, all perfectly packaged together in a bite-sized podcast to help educate and motivate you to stay on your fitness journey. Today in this short podcast, I want to talk to you about the one thing that if I could change anything in all the people that I love uh, and respect and cherish, if I could get them to do one thing different for their health, we're going to talk about what that one thing is. This one thing has the ability to rapidly change our Western society uh, and prevent heart disease, the number one killer in the world. What about Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, diabetes, obesity? All these things could be helped or if not completely reversed by this one thing I'm going to share with you today. Now obviously there's lots of factors when it comes to weight gain, when it comes to obesity and diabetes, but this one simple thing stands out, not just for the physiology that we're going to talk about today, but also just logistics or logically, uh, this one thing really has the ability to pull a huge lever for everyone's health. And we're going to talk about a little bit of the history, we're going to break it down, why does it matter, but what is that one thing? Well first, let's talk about our sponsor for today, that's Thorn.com. Thorn.com, listen, if you're buying supplements off Amazon, stop it. Stop buying supplements off Amazon. They've been busted numerous times, third-party sellers for selling sugar pills and different things that do not have what they say they have in them. All you gotta do is simple Google search, look it up. Uh, you do not know what you're getting from a third-party seller on Amazon. There is no regulation whatsoever. However, Thorn.com, triple tested, third-party verified to have what they say they have in them, they have in them. Listen, you get what you pay for when it comes to supplements. Don't get your supplements from Amazon or Walmart or Target or Walgreens or any of these places. Get it from a reputable company. Uh, Thorn.com is used by the Mayo Clinic. Thorn.com is used by the USA Olympic team. Best supplements in the game. And listen, I'm giving all my listeners, all my clients, a 20% discount. All you have to do is say, hey, I want the 20% discount. You can DM me. You can email me. Uh, you can go to my website at musclesandveggies.com and, and shoot me an email. Uh, but just say, I want the discount. Here's my email. I'll include you on the list. There's no codes to enter. You simply just log in. And this this is good for the lifetime that you're a listener of this podcast or a client of mine in the gym. So that's thorn.com. Shoot me your email. Let me know you want the discount and get the best supplements in the game. Okay. What is this one thing? That if I could change and, and all the people that I love and cherish and respect and I want them to be healthier and happier and more energetic, more vibrant, what is that one thing? I would advocate to them to stop eating any calories after 7 p.m. I don't care if they don't change anything else. I don't care if they keep drinking soda. I don't care if they keep eating fast food. I don't care what it is. Stop eating any calories after 7 p.m. I don't care if you don't go to bed until 1 p.m. or 1 a.m. It doesn't matter. And we're going to talk about the reason why that 7 p.m. is such a crucial time of the day to stop eating. Okay? Why does it matter? Let's break this down in a few different areas. The number one reason that it matters so much has to do with blood glucose. 
I feel like in high school, uh, in biology class, they should have really taught us how blood glucose works, how it gives us energy, how it regulates uh, hormones, how it regulates our metabolism, the reasons why we want an adequate amount of blood glucose, but we don't want too much. All of these are, should have been things that we were taught on a basic level, uh, and it would help us to make better decisions. But think about it like this, blood glucose, when is it the lowest of the entire 24 hour period? Think about that for a second. When do you think that is? Well, obviously, it would be when we are sleeping, correct? Why? Because we're fasting, we're not eating. That's why breakfast is called break, break fast, okay? We're breaking the fast. So during the evening, when we're sleeping, the blood glucose drops to a nice, healthy baseline level. The body says, okay, we, we have to maintain a homeostasis of a certain blood glucose, so we don't want to keep burning blood glucose, so what's it gonna burn? It shifts over to burning fats, okay? So we burn the most amount of fat all day long when we are in bed sleeping. It's not when you're working out, it's not when you're uh, doing your CrossFit or your high intensity orange theory or whatever it is. Yeah, you're burning calories, but that doesn't mean that you're burning fat calories, okay? The, we burn the most amount of fat when we are uh, actually when our blood glucose drops to the lowest level and our cortisol is actually to the lowest level. This is also why we talk so much about cortisol on this podcast. So hear me out for a second. When you eat past seven, let's say you eat, I don't know, popcorn at nine o'clock or um, what are the things I used to do? I used to have a protein shake uh, after nine o'clock before bed. Well, what happens is you're raising your blood glucose uh, late into the evening. So when you go to bed, it takes longer for that blood glucose to trickle down to that low level where you're in a really good fat burning state. This fat burning state is pulling fat out of your fat cells and utilizing it for fuel. What is, let's take diabetes for example. What is diabetes? Well, your fat cells are so full of sugar that it can't fit any more sugar into the fat cells. So then blood glucose stays elevated through the body. I mean, it also has to do with insulin resistance as well, but just simplify it and think your suitcases are full. You cannot cram anything more into them. So therefore, that blood glucose is now just circulating in the blood and you have high blood glucose. That's, you have a high HbA1c if you were to do a lab. And that's what triggers a doctor to say that you have type 2 diabetes, okay? But when we allow this 12-hour fast or 13-hour fast at least every night, we're clearing out those fat cells so there actually is room for storage. Now, the other side to that is if you use your muscles a lot, especially in resistance training, you will protect yourself against type 2 diabetes because muscles are like the sponges that soak up glucose um, every day as long as they're being used. Okay, so you can massively prevent type 2 diabetes uh, and these blood sugar type problems by also resistance training every day. But now if you combine resistance training with not eating after 7 p.m. and getting this 13 plus hour fast every night, you have a recipe to clear out fat cells, protect against type 2 diabetes, and really train your body how to get really good off living off fats. Let's talk about that for a second. So over time, you eat every night at a late hour, 
and you, you basically are making your body less efficient on burning fat. This is why the keto people talk about um, being fat adapted or training your body how to utilize fatty acids really well. So the less time you get efficient on that, then the more reliant you become on carbohydrates. The more reliant you become on carbohydrates, the more you get hypoglycemic events, the more you have blood sugar issues, you're cranky, you're irritable, you're tired, you're fatigued, when you don't have adequate levels of blood glucose. But a person who's fat adapted, they're fine. Why, what's the difference? Well, their body is very efficient at switching from fat adaption or using fats for fuel rather than just being reliant on carbohydrates. So they're very even keeled, their mood is regulated, um, they don't freak out if they don't have a meal every three hours or something like that, right? So what an awesome place to be and a less stressful place to be because our body is so much better at utilizing fatty acids. That's the number one reason why this no calories after 7 p.m. is one of the biggest, if not the biggest thing I would recommend to anybody. And I've seen people, my own friends, are like, what's one thing I can do? And I'll tell them to do this. And immediately, and within two weeks, they come back to me and they're like, I'm down five pounds, I'm sleeping better, I wake up more refreshed. Um, and so let's get into that, okay? Because that, that's a whole other side of this. When you eat late at night, you're raising blood glucose. When you're raising blood glucose, you're also increasing inflammation. And part of the reason why is because we're not moving and we're lot, lots of time late at night, we're just relaxing, watching TV, um, you know, we're just kind of vegging. And when our blood glucose is high and we're not doing anything, this creates an environment for more inflammation because especially high blood glucose is, an, uh, it does cause inflammation just in itself. Now normally, like elevated blood glucose with real whole foods doesn't necessarily cause an inflammatory effect. But this inflammatory effect over time becomes really detrimental to things like autoimmunity and arthritis and the list goes on. So again, if we're trying to optimize our health, we're trying to optimize our weight, we're trying to optimize our sleep, I don't want to go into my sleep in an inflamed state or a high glucose state. This also has to do with circadian rhythm because think about this for a second and you can look this up. There's many studies that have validated this, but as your circadian rhythm winds down towards the end of the day, so does your metabolism. You know when your metabolism is at its fastest point? It's actually around noon, okay? So our metabolism ramps up first thing in the morning and is at its fastest rate about noon, midpoint of the day. So when does that tell you that you should probably consume the most amount of calories? Well, it would be in the morning and at noon, and then at nighttime was when we should start to taper down on calories. So this is where the old saying comes in of um, eating breakfast like a king, lunch like a queen, and dinner like a pauper, okay? Um, and I found this to be massively beneficial. It's not always easy. I like dinner to be my biggest meal of the day, but I've seen massive benefit whenever I can scale that back and eat a bigger breakfast and a bigger lunch, okay? And this is a side note. It has nothing to do with the no calories after 7 p.m., but just eating adequate meals for breakfast and lunch, I find prevents against snacking. And preventing against snacking also lowers your blood glucose in between meals and focusing on hydration. So my clients were like, what, what should I eat for a snack? And oftentimes I'm like, what do you need a snack for? And they just look at me and I'm like, if you're eating adequate meals, you should have no need to snack. You should have a need to hydrate in between meals, okay? So 
circadian rhythm. Let's go back to that for a second. Your circadian rhythm is winding down to produce a lot of melatonin to take you through your sleep cycles. We can actually disrupt our sleep cycles by eating late at night or eating after 7 p.m. Reason why is because the body is shutting down metabolism to go into re regeneration and rest and digest, okay? So again, eating after 7 p.m., this blunts this response, we have less melatonin, we have poorer sleep, which in turn leads to increased stress the next day. Studies consistently show that the better sleep you get, the less stressed you are, the less rates of anxiety and depression and alcoholism and drug abuse, all based on sleep. Okay, so this no calories after 7 p.m. doesn't just help us in regards to weight loss, it helps us in our overall health, our overall mental health. So you can start to see like why this is so huge and why I'm putting such an emphasis on this because if you struggle with anxiety or depression or you're a little overweight or you may have some inflammation issues, this is a huge lever to pull if you're not already doing it to stop eating calories after 7 p.m. Okay, so we talked about blood glucose levels, we talked about circadian rhythm, we talked about inflammation, and we talked about increased stress. All of this just from one thing, cutting out your late night snack, cutting out that bowl of ice cream, cutting out that bowl of popcorn. I don't care if you still have it, have it earlier, have it after dinner before seven, right? Ideally, what we wanna do is eat a couple hours after we wake up at eight or nine a.m. Um, for me and my clients, we have a smoothie every day. Okay, then we want to have a nice big lunch. Uh, this would probably be one of our bigger meals for us. It's a really big salad with a nice cut of salmon or tuna or some sort of lean meat uh, with a humongous salad with olive oil on top of it. Again, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is not romaine lettuce with croutons, cheese, and ranch dressing. This is like, you know, chopped cucumber, chopped carrot, chopped beet, chopped tomato, uh, a handful of spring mix. We have pumpkin seeds, we have hemp seeds, we have blueberries. You know, this thing is like chunky, flavorful, fibrous awesomeness. And put salt and olive oil all over it, maybe a balsamic vinegar. But it's this massive salad and then we want to get in and cut a protein with that. Uh, whether it be eggs, whether it be salmon, whether it be tuna, sardines, uh, chicken in some cases if you can tolerate it. But this, then we go to our dinner and dinner is where we're gonna have something roasted and cooked. This may be burgers with roasted veggies. It could be a steak with roasted veggies, but it's always something roasted. So we have our smoothie, salad, roasted. Hashtag smoothie, salad, roasted. Okay, you're gonna see that in the future. <laughs> Maybe not, but. So this is where we have to really compartmentalize our eating window and focus on eating within less than a 12 hour window. Okay, if we eat in less than a 12 hour window, then we make our fasting window always longer than 12 or 13 hours. And this has been proven time and time again when they did research studies on this to protect against obesity, to protect against type 2 diabetes, Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, heart disease, you name it. Okay, this is why this one thing is such a huge lever to pull. So let's wrap up by talking about the 12-3 rule. And this is something I implement with my clients. The 12-3 rule is simply you always have 12 hours a day that you're not eating. So if you start eating at 7.30 a.m., you're gonna quit eating at 7 p.m., all right? No calories in at least a 12-hour window. I like to see more like 14 to 16 hours a day, um, especially for men. Women 
usually, depending on where they're at in their cycle, can tolerate similar someday. Sometimes it's when stress is high, I advocate more of a 13-hour window, 14-hour window for women, for women. And then there's always benefit to push some days, especially if you're traveling on an airplane or you're traveling in a car for a long distance. Hey, let's push it to 18 or 20 hours. You know what I mean? There's huge benefit in that. A, you're not moving, so you're in a really less stressed out state. But B, you're allowing the body to go into autophagy and consume dead, bad cells and turn them back into amino acids and use them and get them out of your body. By the way, i.e. cancer cells, okay? So our body will actually free radically scavenge cancer cells by going into autophagy when we get over about 17 hours in a fast. And again, we're not doing much. We're not burning a lot of calories, so we don't need a lot of calories when you're doing a travel day, okay? So the 12-3 rule, what is the three? It means I'm not gonna eat for at least three hours before bed. And my rule is, that means 7 p.m. I don't care if you go to bed at 11 or 12, just don't eat after seven. This has to do with circadian rhythm because the sun is actually dictating our circadian rhythm. Whether you like to believe that or not, if you look this up, it's clear in the studies, just look up circadian rhythm, sunlight, and metabolism. As the sun goes down, your metabolism slows. As the sun comes up, your metabolism speeds up. Clear as day, um, there's no, it's all black and white. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it, okay? So no calories after 7 p.m. Always get at least a 12-hour fasting window. What about social events? I know this is something that comes up with me and my wife. What if we're you know, eating dinner with friends and they just aren't serving dinner until after 7 p.m., okay? This is where I'll usually plan to eat, focus on protein and eat very light. I'm not gonna have a big meal after seven. Doesn't mean I can't eat at all, but I'm just focused on not overeating, eating light and focusing on protein. This is a great tip to make sure that you're not having this big meal before bed, you're not having a lot of carbs before bed. If they serve dessert or something like that, have a few bites, don't have a whole piece, okay? We're just trying to manage blood sugar before we go to bed. I promise you, if you track your sleep on an Aura Ring or a Garmin watch or a Fitbit or anything like that, your Apple watch, you'll be able to see the nights that you have too much glucose because your sleep, your sleep quality will suffer. You'll have less deep sleep, less REM sleep, more restless. Same thing goes with alcohol. If you have alcohol um, late at night or you know after five or 6 p.m. is my cutoff window, then I can definitely see a difference in my sleep. And this, again, has to come back to doing with blood sugar. Um, so if you're really trying to optimize your weight, you're really trying to optimize inflammation, your stress, better sleep with circadian rhythm, again, I can't emphasize enough, no calories after 7 p.m. Get at least a 12-hour fasting window every day. Listen, if you like what you're hearing on this podcast, please do me a favor. Check out Thorn.com, send me your email, and I'll get you on the invite list to get you a discount uh, for life, okay, not just one-time code or anything like that, but also leave me a review. Uh, if you leave me a review on Google under Muscles and Veggies Fitness, it will help people find my personal training services. That's a great way to support the podcast. You can also leave me a review on whatever player you're listening to this on. This helps other people find the podcast, and you can leave me a review on Facebook, uh, as well. DM me on Instagram if you have any topics you want to cover or questions, something you don't understand. Uh, DM me your topic questions and we'll cover it here on the podcast. 
Thank you for spending the last 19 minutes and 50 seconds with me. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I'll see you next time on the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast.